Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Okay. I, I want to share something with you that I had to come to the realization one time. And even in the reinvention of myself right now, I've had to come to that. And I want to share it with you today. Give it to you. I want to tell you about something that a lot of people do in their life and I want you to be aware of it here it is don't get stuck on yourself you could be wrong you know I said don't get stuck on yourself you could be wrong you know the reason I'm saying this is because People have a tendency to once they make a decision about something or once they decide to go a certain path, they go against all everything. Anything anybody says, anything anybody might do, any other ruling they may come across, they shun advice, they don't listen to counsel, they just, I made the decision, I'm going to do it anyway. Don't get stuck on yourself. You could be wrong, you know. Now, here's a surefire way to tell if you're wrong. If you don't see any movement in the direction you've chosen, if you don't see anything going right in that decision. 
if you feel as though you're in a rut, if the wall you're climbing seems so insurmountable that you ain't even moving an inch, and every time you turn around, you keep getting knocked by down, knocked back down. Don't get stuck on yourself. You know, you could be wrong, you know. See, that's why it's important for people to always be open to the reinvention of yourself. You know, you cannot be afraid to reinvent yourself. In other words, you can't be afraid to change. Change is necessary when it comes to growth. There is no growth without change. The more you know, the older you look. There is no growth without change. If you're heading in a direction and ain't nothing going right in your life, could it be the wrong direction? If you're climbing and you're making no headway, could it be the wrong direction? Could you have possibly made the wrong choice? Don't get stuck on yourself because you done made the wrong stuff. It's okay to forgive yourself. It's okay to let yourself off the hook. It's even smarter sometimes to admit that you were wrong. You ever met somebody ain't ever wrong? You, you, have you ever met somebody you talk to, they ain't ever wrong about nothing, man. They just, it's they way or the highway. It's this is my way. This is the, I, I know people like that stuck on them power trips and all like that. You know what I had to learn how to do? I had to learn how to let them go on them power trips. But listen to this, though. You're not taking me on that trip, though. You're going on that trip by yourself. I'm going in the right direction. I've decided to stop the way. Okay, listen to this, this person. This person. I decided to stop doing business the way I was doing business. I decided to stop to allow business being done around me the way business was being done around me. You know what? You know the best decision I made was to allow for God to have some say-so and to offer me his direction. I have found him to be a better driver than anyone else I know. I have found him to know more about the man he made than anybody else who's merely associating with me. I have found it to be a fact that my maker knows more about the vehicle he created than does anybody else. If you, if your Chevy break, don't you take it to Chevy? You don't take your Ford when it break down to a Toyota dealership. They not gonna know everything that the Ford dealership would know about the vehicle. You know why? Because they're not the maker of it. So now, why are you letting, you letting your life being led, controlled, and guided by somebody other than your maker? I'm just asking you to let's all take a common sense look at this. So if going to your maker is the best way, the best decision I made in my business was take over my brand myself and to allow the maker of this brand. See, without God, I'm none of this. I'm none of this. I want you to clearly understand I ain't none of this without him. I wish I could have the guts to reach back there and pat myself on the back for what I've accomplished in my life. I wish I had the guts. I wish the nerve of me because I know for a fact that there is no way that I could have manufactured the life that I have. I could not even have 
thought of it. It's no way I could have told you that this was the route I was going to take and this is the outcome because of it. I had no idea, no clue. The one thing I had, though, was an unshakable faith in God. I had an un... Uh, and I, I just kept believing in him. I kept believing that he had something more for me. And then when I touched base with him and asked him to show me what it is, what he had for me, ta-da, the magic show began. Because you know what he did? He took all my natural abilities that he had given to me, this gift that he gave me, that, I, that he poured into me at birth, that same gift that he poured into you at birth. The moment you go to him and let him show you that gift, and then guess what? Once he takes what he naturally put in you and put his super, his superpowers on top of that, then you have some supernatural things going on in your life. And you may not be feeling me. I'm cool with that. But I done had some supernatural things happen to me. Every day I wake up, some supernatural, the, the, man, the rewards of my life, the awards of my life, the accomplishments, the how I'm working, the how I manage it all, all that ain't nothing but God. That ain't nothing but God. You can't even explain this schedule to people. Sometimes when people ask me, Steve, how do you do it? I go, well, this is what I manage my time. Then at the end of when I get through, I say, hey, man, you know what I need to tell y'all for real? It's God. I I don't really know. But I'm letting him manage me, so he handling it. He ain't going to put no more on me than I can bear. Listen to me, y'all. Don't be afraid to reinvent yourself. And remember this. Don't get stuck on yourself because you could be wrong, you know. You absolutely could be wrong. If you don't tie this to your gift, you will be struggling the rest of your life. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animal trainers, pets, everybody, mechanics, need your undivided attention. Steve Harvey Morning Show is jumping off, popping off, and it's about to come off. We about to get off, cause we are off, but we working, so we ain't off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's an off day today, Shirley Strawberry. Is this thing on? Good morning, Steve. Crazy. <laughs> Happy Friday. Carla Pharrell. What's up, crew? Happy Friday. King Junior. Morning, Unc. Morning, everybody. Friday. J. Gail Brown. Uh, Gail Brown. Damn. <laughs> what up, everybody? I'll be tagged with that now for, for life. And uh, Tommy, you got to stay out of this because you on Oprah's network. So, hi. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stepping step, step, step on, stepping right out of the way. Thank you. Uh, ready to love. Oh, you just going to sneak it in like that, huh? Yeah, just thought I'd throw it on out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's Friday. <laughs> hey man, mm-hmm. President, what a week! Trump, <laughs> speech yesterday. Oh, I know. after the acquittal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, his victory speech. It's this victory dude speech. right here. Mm-hmm. He praised Mitch McConnell. The amazing job he did. Then he thanked the other, he had the other senator or congressman or whatever it was from uh, Utah stand up 
because he was the better half of Utah instead of Mick Romney. Man, this dude was, he was good. He talked about Mick Romney Mm because he's the most bitter person because he's still angry because he ran the worst presidential race in the history of, oh man, this dude was just, (laughs) Donald Trump, man. He's just wow. the worst one ever, baby. Yeah, he, he was just mean. You he know, was, he was just mean. His with, speech today, yeah. man, was so laced with hatred. There was no and no venom. hope in it. Oh, this mm-hmm. dude was just yesterday was called a whole vicious thing BS. Man. He was but vicious. Mitch McConnell upstaged him. He got out in front of his victory speech, and he hated that more than anything. Mitch McConnell got out in front of it, and it just it just evil. It's an evil person. Man. Oh, he called the whole thing BS, but actually, mm-hmm. see? but you know what? Oh, he was I'm, cussing on TV. Yeah. Oh yeah, he cuss all the time. Hey dog, Tommy. Hey, he this can do dude, whatever he wants to do. This dude is the <laughs> most the president, dignified. That's what he thinks. And that's He's what a, is is really troubling about this whole thing, man. Because and what and democracy. the Democrats don't know how to play that type of politics, and. I'm I'm really afraid for what's going on with the Democratic Party right now. All right. Well, Steve, geez, uh, coming up at 32 after the hour inside of uh, trending political news, we're going to talk about Joe Biden. You know, he opened up about how he overcame stuttering. We'll talk about it because, Steve, you mentioned on the show several times that uh, you used to stutter yeah. uh, as well when you were young. But Joe Biden talks about it as well. When we come back, we'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Former Vice President Joe Biden discussed how he overcame stuttering at a CNN town hall meeting. Biden told Anderson Cooper that he was embarrassed by a speech impediment while growing up, but eventually came to accept that it wasn't his fault that he couldn't control it. Take a listen. I, I didn't have professional help, but I had three things going for me. I had a mother who had a backbone like a ramrod, and she'd look, she'd go, Joey, look at me. Look at me, Joey. You're handsome. You're smart. You're a good athlete, Joey. Don't let this define you, Joey. Remember who you are, Joey. You can do it. And so every time I'd walk out, she'd reinforce me. I know I, I know that sounds silly, but it really matters. The worst thing a parent can do is finish the kid's sentence. Mom, I want, 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 you want what? Don't finish their sentences, number one. Number two, what I found was I practiced. You know, all my colleagues kid me, as you heard, in, about always quoting Irish poets. Well, I had a book of Yeats poetry because my uncle Ed Finnegan loved Yeats. And we had a, a small bedroom with four bunks in it. I mean, two bunks, it's four beds. And occasionally he was a traveling salesman. When he'd be down in Delaware, he'd sleep with us. And he'd have, and, on, and I'd get up in the night, in the middle of the night with a flashlight. And I'd look in the mirror and I would try to memorize what I could in another small book on Emerson quotes. I remember the first one, looking in the mirror with a flashlight in my face because you get embarrassed because you could, you, you, you can torch your face and it's embarrassing. And so I'd stand there and say, meek young men, grow up in libraries, believe you the duties to accept the words of Cicero, Bacon and Locke, forgetful that Cicero, Bacon and Locke were only young men in libraries with themselves, themselves. Or, you know, History teaches us not to hope on this side of the grave, but then once in a lifetime, that long for tidal wave of justice rises up and hope and history rhyme. I would practice and practice and practice because I was determined, determined to overcome it. I was led to believe I could. 
And I basically did. All right, Joe. Wow. Man. And wow. Steve, you have a well, story. Well, you know, that's true. Well. And you, you do, mm-hmm. you can practice yourself out of it. Uh, it threw me a little bit when he was first talking about it because he said stuttering is a handicap. And I've never viewed it that way. I thought mm-hmm. handicap was something you were born with, like a disability. I didn't, I've never referred to uh, stuttering as a handicap. I thought that was reserved for people who had disabilities, so to speak, which is a new term. Mm-hmm. But you can practice yourself out of it. And stuttering is not because you have a, a physical defect. Stuttering is all mental. It's all mental. And it, and it doesn't the, mean you're not smart either. It has nothing yeah. to do with no. it. The right. problem, right. the major problem with stutterers is if they don't talk to a fellow person who has stuttered and overcome it and end up going to physical therapists who have never stuttered. Oh. And they give us speech all these. Speech therapists. Tr- yeah. Speech therapists. You go to these mm-hmm. speech therapists who've therapist. never stuttered yeah. and they give you these these uh, drills to do and then they tell you like avoid words with P avoid words that start in ST well my name's Steve Mm -hmm. yeah so So, what the hell yeah you gotta be able to say so now I'm trying to avoid all words with a P any word that has ST in it Mm -hmm. and man so now every time I start talking I'm trying to think of the words I'm supposed to stay away from I said, hold on, man, this ain't working because I'm trying to get a positive revolt, positive result with a negative connotation. Don't say this. Don't do this. Think about this. Take a deep breath. And so I said, wait a minute, man, hold up. This is not working. And I've taught several boys who have come to my mentoring camp how to stop stuttering. And I told you, man, a few years ago from Chick-fil-A Ranch, this boy stuttered so bad he came up to me. He said, "Mr. Harvey, my mama told me you used to stutter." I said, "Stop right there." I said, "Yes, I did." I said, "Do you want to stop stuttering?" He said, "Yes, sir." I said, "Right after y'all meeting, meet me in the barbershop. We sat in the barbershop. I gave him drills to do. He came back later on that night. He told me the drills he was working on. I sent him to his tent." Told him to work on these drills. This was Tuesday. On Sunday morning, he gave the class speech to the entire uh, camp of boys, 250. Did not stutter one time. His mother stood up in the back and cried the whole time. She said, I've never heard my son talk without stuttering. That is, man. Wow, that's amazing. That is. And I've helped several boys do that. I helped a couple on my show who were adult mm-hmm. stutterers, and they mm-hmm. met at a, a, a therapist. And they were a black couple, attractive, about 27 years old, and both of them stuttered. Mm-hmm. And I talked to them on my show, and they wrote me a letter, said, man, thank you so much. Because of you, we don't stutter. Because you got to talk to somebody who stuttered before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a hard thing <clears throat> to have, man. Every now and then, you know, I catch myself mm-hmm. doing it. You know, what, when you get tired uh, or something? Yeah, when I'm tired or, mm-hmm. and I feel a little uh, anxious about something. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, mm-hmm. I snap out of it, but it's not. But I wish I had stuttered when I said, will you marry me three times? I wish I had stuttered right then. <laughs> <laughs> this one right here. Just it came out. out. It came yeah. out, Jay. That's my dog. It came out. <laughs>
Hey, Jay, Jay, that second Yo. time. I, I did stutter when he said, do you take, I said, because everything in me was saying, I don't. No, man, get your ass out of here. I can't stand him. You mad somebody because you ain't got no place to stay? Well, yeah. Uh, all right, coming up Well, that up next. ain't going to get him elected. Real good story, but it ain't going to get him elected. No. He's just an ass in an hour. He, he damn sure stuttering in the polls. That's for damn sure. I mean, oh, my God. What? 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 Did I say something wrong? No, nope, you didn't say nothing wrong. I think we can all agree to that. Uh, but a debater, yes. Coming up uh, next, the nephew Tommy would run that prank back. That's right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We're only about a week away from Valentine's. And listen, if you still haven't taken advantage of the unbeatable rose bouquet deals at 1-800-Flowers.com, I have to ask, what are you waiting for? Take care of all your rose needs today with the official florist of Valentine's, 1-800-Flowers. Right now, when you order early, you'll get 18 red roses for $29.99, or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. To order 18 red roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for only $10 more, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code STRAWBERRY. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code STRAWBERRY. All right, guys, get ready for this one. Coming up at the top of the hour, Erica Badu. Erica Badu, we all know her and love her, Steve. Anyway, well, she's been working on a new perfume. We'll talk about it. Yes, think of, you know, let it marinate. No, don't let it marinate. Are gonna have some questions mm. about I guess, it, I but got right, some now, it is, right now, right <laughs> now, no, we're not doing it right now. It's time for the nephew to run that prank back right now. Well, here's something that stank: uh, gingivitis. Wait a minute, gingivitis. Uh, there you have it, gingivitis. That's the prank. Let's go, cat dog. We running it back. Hello, uh, I'm trying to reach uh, Kelvin. Kelvin Davis. Yeah, this is Kelvin. Who am I speaking with? Okay. How you doing, Kelvin? Uh, let me make sure I got the right Kelvin. Kelvin, you you um at the job, you um you work on the fourth floor, right? Yeah, I work on the fourth floor. Are you in the cubicle next to Randy? Yeah, matter of fact, I am. Uh, but but who, who am I who am I speaking with? Well, I'm not at liberty to give my name right now, but I'm bringing some news from the job that I think you might want to. Uh, you know, this is some news I think that you would probably want to know. And uh, I'm just let's just say I'm an, I'm an employee from another floor. And I got I got wind of what was going on on the fourth floor, and I wanted oh, to you know I wanted to I wanted to bring it to your attention because I think yeah, on, on your floor nobody's bringing this to your attention. You know? Okay, so, so let let me get this straight. You can't tell me your name, but you work on a floor below me. Do you know me? Uh, I've seen you before. I've seen you before. Okay, no, 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 no. Seen this, this is just, that, this, do, do you know me? I mean, I don't know you. No, so no. Let me, let me, let me, okay, I, I, so how did how did you get to so-called being the spokesperson for people who work with me? Hey, man, I, like I say, I just wanted to give you the news because the whole fourth floor is gossiping about you and nobody's telling you what's going on. Okay, so obviously the gossiping about me has got to you on the third floor, and now you are coming to be my deliverer, so to speak? 
I'm I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy bringing you some news, man. I'm just here to let me let me ask you this, bro. Are you are you flossing at night? Am I? What business is that of yours? I'm just I'm just asking. Are you flossing at night? Do you floss on a regular basis? Yeah, I floss on a regular basis. What's that got to do with the price of tea in China? Okay. When's the last time you've been to the dentist? Man, who the hell are you? Let me tell you, to be honest with you, man, my problem is not really with you. I'm really upset with the people on the floor that's not telling you. But you know, well, why ain't you why ain't you talking to them? Well, the, the problem is, man, is that is, is that they talking about you and they're not telling you what your issue is. So let's get to the issue at hand. So you are flossing. You are flossing. That's what you're saying. Damn straight, I floss. Okay, are you brushing your tongue? Come on now. Don't, don't, you don't have to. You don't have to question me about my hygienic makeup. Okay. You don't know so, me. You have never talked to me. But you're going to side with a bunch of folks that think they I'm know not, me because they work to me. I'm not siding with them, brother. I'm not siding with them. But well, no, if you make a call issue, on their behalf, you're siding with them. Okay, Kel, this is Kel, bullshit, man. Kel, Kel, listen this, to me. This, this, this is, this they, is they, messed they, up, dude. Really, you don't even know me, and you're going to approach me like this? So, Kel. They think you have gingivitis. Oh, wow. I mean, are, are you are, when you go to your dentist, are y'all cleaning below your gums? Dude, the dentist do what he do. I'm laying there with my mouth wide open, and I go more so, often than every six months. So what the hell are you talking about? Well, okay, something is wrong, okay? And everybody's saying that it's you, it's your breath. That's that's just you know they saying they leave well, the fourth floor to go down to the lobby just to get some fresh air. Cause oh, that's bull. Well, this is what I want you to do. Since you're speaking on their behalf, tell every one of them sorry so and sos that if they got a problem with me, they need to come approach me. And then if it's that bad, I'll blow my stank ass breath in their face. Bring it on, because okay. this conversation so, with you is is really way off base, because you have no business calling me, telling okay, me what okay. they say. Can, can I give you some 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 items to mix together for you to gargle with later tonight? Can oh, I give so you, you work you work in the building, but now you're a dentist, man. You know what? This is bull, and we gonna settle this tomorrow first thing in the morning when i matter of fact i'm going to go to the fourth floor and wait for all these sorry so-and-sos to come up there who's been talking about me behind my back and guess what you invited to the party too player since you're going to be their representative each one of them lying when they get in there as far as i'm concerned when tomorrow get here it's going to be whooping. and if you want some of it show up since you're the representative but you can get a do you, do you, do you, you know what I mean? Do you, do you think it could be some cavities or something? Do you think you, yeah, maybe it's gonna you be got cavity. Ca- my foot in your cavity ass is what it's going to be. And whoever else want to try to take it out, they're going to get it in the ass. So guess what? It's on tomorrow. I know not, I ain't you, got gingivitis. Are you only brushing in the morning when you leave for work? Are you only brushing Dude, in? You, have you not understood me? Don't keep questioning me. You can question me tomorrow after I whoop their ass and yours. Then you okay. can, can you bring? Like, can you bring? Why'd you try you to do? Your, why'd you do me this way? Then I tell you. Then I tell can you. Can you bring? Can you bring your toothbrush tomorrow? Yeah, can I, you bring? I, I bring a toothbrush. It, 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 it's five fingers on my toothbrush. I bring them. They be balled up, and you will get the Mister Cleaning that you ain't never thought you would get from a dentist. Okay. They just don't know okay. where you hey, started. Hey man. Hey hey, bro, bro. Uh, calm, calm down, man. 
Just calm down. We're trying to get to. We're trying to fix the problem. Let's no, no, this gonna fix the problem. Kevin, you kicking ass is not gonna change your breath. It no? ain't. I ain't gonna worry about it. Well, so guess what? Them lying jokers can come down there and sit in your cubicle. All right. So do you? 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 I mean, do you want to know who? Who? Who put this out there? I want you to know me when you see me tomorrow. Go ahead and lay it out for me. Tell me okay, who so, the hell you so, are. So this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Randy got me to prank phone call you, man. You know what? You almost caused me to say something. You is lying to me. How you going to call brother and do me like that, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I got you. You wait till I see Randy in the morning. You wait till I see him. Uh all right, man, give it to me. This 2020, baby, tell me what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest radio show in the land. <laughs> Without a doubt, man, it got to be Nephew Tommy and the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> give it to me. Gingivitis. Yes. 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 Just want to put yeah. that out there. Let me put this yeah. out there. I got to put something out there. BCQ, Black College Quiz. I got my... Uh, my brand new season is starting tomorrow, 7 a.m. on Bounce. You got to catch it. You see all these incredible students out of college. They are competing for prizes and money. BCQ, Black College Quiz Show. And you can learn yourself some black history right here in the middle of Black History Month. That's how we jumping it off tomorrow morning. BCQ on Bounce, 7 a.m. Central. Catch your boy. Lord have mercy. I got two TV shows. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, he will. <laughs> All right, thank you, nephew. Erica Badu's new perfume. We'll talk about it right after this. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, Erica Badu uh, is going to release a perfume or incense, incense products that smell like her lady parts, okay? Uh, it's been rumored that Erica's lady parts have uh, superpower and mm. they have uh, it has changed men's lives. So J. Anthony Brown is here. With Wait a, a minute. Few... Hold up. Wait. I just pulled the story up. Uh-huh. Are you mm-hmm. serious? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Yeah. She yeah. has a perfume yeah. that's going to smell like her vagina? Mm-hmm. Yes. So who going to put that on them? Mm. Who going to put it up on your neck? Who wearing that? Whoever mm. buys it and wants How to you smell gonna like that. How you going to explain that at the house? Ain't nobody going home smelling like that. You come in with that on your neck. Yeah. Ain't nobody coming home like that. Mm-hmm. Who cookie is this here? What is the yeah. name of it? It's Erica. <laughs> Excuse me? So you you messing with Badu. <laughs> no, I'm not messing with her. This her this she on me. <laughs> what do you mean she's on you? Her. <laughs> Who been sitting on your shoulder, Steve? I she wasn't sitting on it. <laughs> It was just her scent. Oh. It's on me. Okay. So she ain't been nowhere near you, but her scent all over you. That's what you're saying. <laughs> huh? See, it's, it come in a bottle. What the Which bottle is, look like? What the bottle look like? Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's a fat bottle. Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> I know been to putting this story in there. <laughs> But it's news. I mean, it's it's, it's actually coming out. Okay. She's actually, uh, and I'm you know, okay. and I'm holding my breath. You better hold it. The air. <laughs> oh Lord! Well, let me ask you a question, though. No. Never t- told Is you. Is it going to be this. seven days after month that you shouldn't wear? <laughs> okay. okay. Enough.
Oh my God. Well, let me no, ask you another question. Is it any men that's working at the factory that's making it? Because you ain't going to be, you can't go home smelling like work. What is that on you, baby? That's work. I've been putting in work. That's all that's on me is work. What what somebody said to you, girl? Girl, what is that perfume you wearing? That ain't perfume. That's me. (laughs) You need to do something with that. Then we got to come up with a name for it too. We're gonna call it. We're gonna call it a name. Well, I'm gonna give it a new name. But it's it's gonna be called Not Tonight. Uh, it has a name. What's the name of sure? What's the name of it? It, it ain't what I think well, it is. It what is with a, Yeah. Start with a what, sure? Yeah. Starts with a P. Yeah. You kidding me? That's the name of it? Mm-hmm. Oh. So are other women supposed to buy this? Yeah. They're going to buy it. <laughs> okay, Shirley and Carla, would y'all wear this? No. Y'all wouldn't get no precious. When you no, wouldn't little no. splash of pee, or you wouldn't get nothing. I, no. Okay. No. 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 I'm good. I have my own. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I have. A, I do have a question. I have a question. <laughs> if if you mix that that perfume with white diamond, I mean, damn. Whole house full. What the? What in there? What is that? <laughs> what that? Oh. What the? <laughs> What in the hell is this? You smell that? <laughs> okay, you guys are assuming it sounds like to me that this won't won't be a pleasant smell. <laughs> well, no, Shirley, no, I have a question. No, I do have a question. It's a unique smell. Wait, what's your question, Jay? Wait. Okay, my question is, is this, is this, okay, how am I going to put this? I know how you're going to put it. Oh, is this old or young? Because exactly. there's a difference. There's a difference. And is it before or after? <laughs> Before 40, after 40. You're so immature. I didn't say that shit. I'm going to buy y'all some for Christmas now. Y'all better wear it, too. Oh, my God. Put it on. Put it on. You know what's crazy, though? Erica has a lot of fans. It might be a big seller because I'm going to tell you something. Every man in here has said, girl, if you could put that in a jar, (laughs) what man ain't handsome with girl if you could put that in a jar Mm. so I could take it to work with me man (laughs) and you know what Shirley and Carla I don't like the fact that y'all Y'all, y'all report, y'all report the story and then offend it. And then don't want it, don't want us to talk about it. I'm not offended. Uh, I can't believe y'all said that. You know what we do. You all are very immature. You know that, Steve. Are y'all going to accept the bottle of pee if I buy y'all one? Surely, I don't have to be mature. (laughs) Is there a use by date on the bottle? I mean, I need to know that. No, that was good. Oh. It's expired in December 2020. 
You go to wed before December 2020. This thing gonna get to smelling bad after that. All right, it's coming out soon. Pick your bottle up of Erica Badu. Erica Badu's today. Alright? Oh my God. Uh, Stanley! Take it back if you don't like it. I know who's gonna grab it, though. I bet the president grab it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's... Hey, 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 the commercial ought to be Donald Trump grabs a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, we're gonna talk more about uh, Gail King, Snoop Dogg, Backlash, and all the drama surrounding this right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so we talked about this yesterday, uh, and the backlash continues for Gail King now. Uh, we previously reported during an interview with uh, WNBA player Lisa Leslie about the legacy of her friend Kobe Bryant. Gail brought up a sensitive subject, uh, Kobe's 2003 rape charge. People, celebrities, everybody, uh, people like Snoop Dogg, like 50 Cent, said the question was insensitive and inappropriate. We said it here on the show. Well, Snoop went in on Gail on social media. Take a listen to just some of Snoop's response. We can't play it all. Here we go. Gail King, out of pocket for that <laughs> Way out of pocket. What do you gain from that? I swear to God, we the worst. We the f- worst. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why are y'all attacking us? We your people. You ain't coming after f- Harvey Weinstein asking them dumbass questions. I get sick of y'all. I want to call you one. Is it okay if I call her one? Funky dog head. How dare you try to tarnish my homeboy's reputation, punk. Respect the family and back off. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. He went in too hard. He in his feelings, man. He, that's yeah, he a boy. Out but, yeah. yeah. You know, you got to have, that, there's a way to say yeah. it. I'll say this, though. Here is the, here's the truth of the matter. We are, when it comes to Twitter, social media, we are so harsh to one another. Mm-hmm. We we jump on each other, man, like like we have no no bearing on each other. It's it's like it's almost like man, we never cared about anybody for any reason, and it goes both ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, Kobe did a lot of great things in his life. The majority of it was good stuff. He turned into a great husband. He was a fabulous father. Everybody make mistakes. <laughs> there ain't a living soul that ain't made a mistake. That's right. There's not a living soul that does not require forgiveness. And if you live another day, you'll probably need it tomorrow. Yeah. So that part of it is we get so self-righteous mm-hmm. and, and just and just indignant with one another. As soon as somebody make a stumble, and then here's the deal. You so a person can't recover from any mistakes. You're held to it the rest of your life. That's the unfairness of that. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> well. Okay. And we move on. Um, coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, we'll have uh, more on this Gail King story right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, as we mentioned earlier and yesterday as well, Gail King is still facing backlash for her interview with Lisa Leslie. Um, she asked uh, Lisa, uh, you know, just about her relationship with Kobe. She also brought up uh, Kobe's charge back in 2003. Uh, the backlash from Snoop Dogg from 50 Cent and, and Lil Boosie was swift and heavy and it was strong, too. Uh, I mean, you know, just like you you mentioned earlier, Steve, it, it was it was harsh. I mean, we all felt, um, you know, the pain and the shock of his of his death. But wow. Uh, you know, Gail went on um, social media today or yesterday it was and she's still on there talking about she was how angry she was at CBS for putting that out there and just taking that snippet of the entire interview. Well, CBS has responded saying an excerpt from the interview that was posted did not reflect the nature and tone of the interview. Uh, we are addressed. We have addressed this and uh, the internal process and changes have been made. That's what CBS said, because uh, Gail was livid about them releasing just that part of it. Well, you know, and, and, you know, and the backlash, they knew what they were doing. Mm hmm. Yeah, they know that interview. social social media uh, mm -hmm. breeds and thrives on sensationalism. Yep. And yes. they pick yes, the sir. most sensationalized hotbed topic that they could to get eyeballs on their site, Mission Accomplished. Correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's Correct. what mm -hmm. they did. At any cost. Yeah. Uh, at they any don't cost. give a damn about us. Mm -hmm. They care about money. Let me tell y'all something about Hollywood. Hollywood got two gods in it, laughter and money. Nothing supersedes that. They don't care about telling your cultural stories, none of that. They first, if they can make money laughing, comedy, that's first. But nothing supersedes making money in Hollywood. Not your faith, not your religion, not your culture. They don't care about telling your stories. They don't care. And they will do whatever they can, including social media, to draw eyeballs and get, because let me tell you something, they got so many views on that thing right there, and that was the intent of it. And they didn't give a damn Absolutely. what it cost Gail King. Mm -hmm. They right. don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah, she was a pawn in that. Be now they're trying to apologize, that. but you know why they're trying to apologize? Because they, are, listen to me, Gail King is not making up this interview as she goes along. She's got a mm -hmm. series of Just questions. Segment producers and all of that. Mm -hmm. oh, questions, man. yes. Mm -hmm. all Trust yeah. It's prepared, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Trust She's me. not winging yeah. it. Right, right. Now, now, should she have rethought that question? Yes. Oh, I promise you she wish she does. Oh, yeah, especially with <laughs> the the. She could get that day back. <laughs> yes. Lisa Leslie was so uncomfortable just even answering yeah. those questions, you know? I, man. But you know what, though? See, you got to, as we have got to, look, I've been caught saying things over the years we, that I wish to God I could get back. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, you just can't get it back. But some stuff, some stuff, man, is so crazy that you got to go, wait a minute, man. What am I saying here? And I think the part that got Gail backed up the most on it was after Lisa Leslie made the comment that she made, I think what got Gail when she said, I didn't know that about, she said, well, you wouldn't know. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And that like right she was there in was denial right. about who he was. Yeah, that was that, that's yeah. what uh, I think ticked, it, path. ticked yeah. the scale. And mm-hmm. because it's social media, they put it on. Now you got to deal with these cats that live on social media, and they different, man. They different. They not. They, they ain't got no rules. Social, <laughs> boy. Social media has no rules, mm-hmm. and once it's on social media. This wasn't on CNN. Oh, she's yeah. taking a oh, yeah. real one on this one. I just wish she had thought about it, you know, the the insensitivity of it all, you she know. She wish. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. The oh, family, she regretting this wife. statement. Let all me right. stop. We're going to switch gears here. Nephew Tommy is going to be in with his prank phone call. Hey, right I'm talking this. again. Yeah, okay, come on. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, my man has one tiny flaw. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? I love your wife more than you do. (laughs) I'm finna get a man needs to know. He needs to know that. This show is it now. I'm finna get a pilot. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so, you know, it's time we're going to let you know how I feel. I, I decided to call you today and tell you how it's going down. Let's go, cat dog. I love your wife more than you do. Hello? Hey, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to reach Trey. This Trey? Who is this? Hey, Trey, how you doing, man? This is Milton. I work with your wife, Teresa. Milton? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you probably heard of me before. I've been uh, been at the job probably about five years now. So has she ever mentioned me? Milton? No, I ain't heard no Milton. What's going on? Is everything cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is good. Everything is good. Hey, listen, um, I wanted to uh, have a conversation with you, man. Uh, I, I don't really know how to spring this on you or whatever, but um, like I say, I've been working at the, at the spot for five years and been on Teresa probably like around three. And um, I, I guess what I really want to say is that I, I didn't, I didn't gain some feelings for Teresa. And you know, oh, to be honest, whoa, 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 Hold on. You calling me and you're telling me right now you have feelings for my wife, who you work with, and you right. named her, Teresa, because that is my wife. You have feelings for my wife. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, it, it took me a while to, to come forward and say this, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm man enough now that I, I feel like me and you need to talk about it. Bruh, have you lost your mind? No, no, I haven't. I have you lost your I, mind? I, I, no, listen, I'm just letting you know, today is the day that I decided I'm not carrying this weight on my shoulders no more. I'm getting it off of me, all right? And at the end of the day, I love your wife more than you do. What? I, I love your wife more than you do. Bro, so you, how long you been loving my wife? You tell me how long you been loving my wife. How long, how long you feel that you have been in love with my wife? I, I mean, I'm looking at, I know, I know, I know at least two, and how like, does my wife three years. Know this? Does my wife even know this? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sure she's aware of it to a certain extent. To a certain extent? What, what, how, how certain of the extent are we talking? I mean, you know, when we go to lunch together, she, you know, I mean, I'm sure she knows. Y'all be, y'all be going to lunch together? How long y'all been going to lunch together, bro? We've been going to lunch together at least, at least two and a half years. I mean, we go to lunch together almost every day. I mean, we might miss a day if she go with the girls and I go with the fellas. So be it, but for the most part, me and her, me and her, pretty much at lunch together. Yeah, I need a. I swear, I, bro, stay the, stay the hell away from my wife, bro. I need you to back the. Uh, no, ain't no more lunches. Uh, ain't no more. No, 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 bro. Because you, you, you didn't talk enough. You didn't talk enough. 
Ain't no more in love. Ain't no more safe. You need to stay the back. Period. Stay the back, man. I don't want to hear none of that. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Because as soon as he come on, we don't. Hey, bro, listen, listen. I know all about you, Trey. Everything about you. All right. I already know how you treat her. Bro, I'm hot. I'm feeling like a strong sensation right now because I really want to reach through the phone and just break your neck right now. That's what I really want to do. I do. That's what I really want to do. And why is my wife talking about business outside of our household? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Hey. All I'm saying is when we go to lunch, she let me know how she's feeling. She let me know what she's going through. Hey, she let me know all of that. Stop, stop with that lunch, bro. I don't want to hear another damn thing about lunch, bro. Ain't no more lunches from here on out, bro. You calling me, talking about you in love with my wife. You been taking... You know, what the f***? Who the f*** is a Milton? I'm Milton. I know where you at, bro. Where you at? I'm Milton. You, you there now? They do. Hey, they, man, hey, man, listen. Calm, calm down with all that energy you got going on. Like, you're going to do something. You ain't, you're not going to do nothing. Calm down, bro. What, you said I'm not going to work? You're not, you're not going to do nothing. Tell me where you at right now, bro. I'm getting my keys right now. Tell me where you at right, right now, bro. Right so now, bro. So, so how, about, how about when you got laid off and you was off for six months and she was carrying all the, all the weight and paying all the bills? You ain't jump ass in. Yeah, I, mm. All right, bet. So, since, you know, since you know everything, I bet you know I got a too. So all you need to know is, all you need to know is, bro, you're done, bro. You're done, bro. Okay. You're done, bro. Okay. It's it, bro. Okay. That's and it, bro. You know bro. what? Why we, my, 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 talking about that. He with my wife, saying that he in love and talking about lunch and shit. Why we here? You can thank me for the for the for the suit that you got for Christmas. You can thank me for that. I picked it okay. out and I paid for it. Okay. A uh, uh, word. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. Cool. Well, let me go in the closet right now. Right now, all right? You talking about the great suit, the three-piece? That's what you talking about? This guy great bull right here with this bull cheap anyway. I ain't like this no well, now, now you don't like the suit. You don't want the suit three times. Now you don't like it. Sweet. You ain't told me at lunch when you don't want the suit, dude. I swear to God, bro. I swear to God. I need to talk to my wife, man. I need to talk to my wife. I need to talk to my wife because I... Hey, man, listen, you know what? I just couldn't hold this back no more. Me living behind in the shadows, and but I'm over here kicking money out to Teresa when she needed it. While you was laid off, I'm helping her out. I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing too much on my end. So you was giving her money? You kicking her money when I was laid off? You kicking her money? Dude, somebody had to step up, man. And me and Teresa's tight, so, you know, I just tried to step in and help her out. So you giving my wife money? Is what you saying to me? Do you want me to make you feel better about the whole thing? You want me to make you feel better? I, you ain't need to make me feel better about shit, man. I, real talk, I'm good. Okay, all I need I'm to do go. is talk to my wife. That's okay, all, I, I, all I got to do is talk to my wife, bro. Okay. That's that's fine. But can I say something that'll make you feel better? What? I'm going to say this to you, Trey. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife, Teresa, got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> hey, this is Tommy, man. This is Nephew Tom. Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your wife. On the Steve Harvey right? Show. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. You got me opening the safe, getting this <laughs> bruh. Like... <laughs> bruh. Bruh, don't do that, bruh. You got to stop that, Tommy. Come on now. Come on. You got to stop. My heart is racing. I'm sweating. Oh. Come on now. 
But hey, I gotta ask you this. It's twenty twenty. You gotta tell me this. You gotta tell me what is the baddest and I mean the baddest radio show in the land. It's the Steve Harvey Morty show. Gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that, oh, man. I, yeah, I went too far. I went a little too far with it. Oh, I did. You went you went Snoop Dogg. <laughs> He was, he was on the brink no. of crying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I said, man, let me pull up. Let me pull up. Let me pull up. But one more time, though, I love your wife more than you do. But wait, I want to ask you know the rule, Tommy. When a man is about to cry, you get the joke ends. You have to stop the joke. If you telling a man something about his wife, yeah. And yeah. he started crying. Oh, man, uh-huh. really? Let, for real, man? Let, let me explain something to you. You need to clear the room. Mm. That's deep right there. Because through them tears, he fit to be something else. Oh. Yeah. You, you tell the truth, man, for real? Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. But crying and people watching? Yeah. 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 You ever seen yeah, Bruce Banner turn into the Hulk? Oh, that's it right there. <laughs> Comedy Live Fest, February 14th, 15th, and 16th. That's me, Dion Cole, Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, and Earthquake. February 14th, we will be in Cleveland, Ohio. The 15th, Cincinnati, Ohio. And the 16th, Memphis, Tennessee. March 14th, the nephew is coming to Montgomery, Alabama. At the Montgomery Performing Arts Center, the tickets are on sale right now. And tomorrow morning, BCQ Black College Quiz is back. All new season on Bounce starts tomorrow at 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Make sure your kids get their black history on. Come hang out with your nephew. All right. Thank you, nephew. Yeah. Coming up next, Strawberry Letters. Subject, my man has one tiny flaw. Mm. (laughs) Mm. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter, okay? We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here. That's for you, Jay, right now. Pop it. Pop it. (laughs) Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. All right, first, let's do a disclaimer on this one. If you do have small children and you think they might be asking questions about what's going on. Get on uh, out of here. Brown folks in the toe. Exactly. Get out of here. (laughs) Shut that door. (laughs) And shut the door. (laughs) All right, that was my disclaimer. Thank you, guys. Uh, Subject. My man has one tiny flaw. Dear Stephen Shirley, I met a very handsome man a year ago. In the beginning, things seemed perfect. He has a great job in his own house in a very nice neighborhood. He's a great father to his children, and he and his ex-wife are good friends. He says he would love to have more children, so that was big for me because I want kids someday. I wanted us to take things slowly and get to know each other before we had sex so our connection would be stronger. We had sex after we'd been dating for four months, and it was horrible. He proudly got undressed, and I was excited to see all of him for the first time. Well, let's just say that I wasn't excited for long. I could barely see it, uh, but I kept an opti- <laughs> but I kept an optimistic <laughs> attitude and hoped that it would magically inflate and get the job done. 
I could tell he was trying to overcompensate for it being so tiny, but it did not work. I faked it the first time because it was so awkward. I'm still faking it to this day, and I'm tired of playing these games in the bedroom. I'm not satisfied. But he doesn't know it. He is a great guy. He's a great guy. But this sort of this is sort of a deal breaker for me. I'm not sure how his wife put up with it, and I'm not sure how he was able to make kids with that little thing. He says <laughs> he says he doesn't want anyone but me. So I need to let him know that I've been faking it and ask him if there's any way he can make sex better for me. Some of my friends say that no man is perfect, and I have to take the good with the bad. I have other friends that tell me to leave. Leave tiny man alone and find a, a man that is perfect for me. He's almost perfect. What should I do? Well, um, you know, there's no one perfect. Uh, he's not perfect, and and certainly you're not perfect. And um, almost perfect is sometimes really pretty good. Uh, but but you have to decide what you can deal with and what you can't deal with. And it sounds like you've decided that. Uh, you've decided that his size or his lack thereof, we should say, that it really matters. Uh, you said that it's sort of a deal breaker. But I got to ask you, is it really? Is it really? I mean, I think you need to come clean with him, like you said, and, uh, you know, tell him your situation and see if there's anything he can do to make sex better for you. I mean, if he's a good man, he says he wants only you. And if he wants only you and wants to please you and keep you, maybe you guys can work it out. Maybe there's something you guys can do to work this situation out. Um, remember, uh, everybody. How? Every- how the heck? I'm sorry, sorry, Shirley. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how the hell maybe, you going to work this out, though. Maybe you can. Maybe. <laughs> There's something he can do. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody has something. Everybody has something. Everybody has some kind of flaws, some kind of issues, some kind of shortcut. Well, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Surely. Um, <laughs> that makes Short them. Shortcomings. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say that. Uh, you know, something that makes them imperfect. So I say if he's good to you in other ways, I mean, let that compensate, you know, for his small uh, uh, penis. Um, I, I agree with your friends. I, I just do. You know, no no one's perfect. Sometimes you have to take the good with the bad. Steve? This is going to be a hard one for me to do because <laughs> I have no nothing. Reference. Uh, no, I don't. Reference point. Never, never heard this no before. No. Not no been a problem. I took my clothes off pretty proud. I'm talking about, oh, I done had some people crawling back up against the headboard. Whoa, where you going? Yeah, so here we go. My man has one tiny flaw. Now, she met this man about a year ago. Now, he seemed perfect. Got a great job. Got his own house in a nice neighborhood. He's a great father to his children. And his ex-wife are good friends. Okay, right here is where the letter starts to give away. Telltale sign. I'm not good friends with none of my exes uh-huh. because breaking up with me may have been the best thing for us relationship-wise, Yeah, but you're going to suffer because my nickname on my TV show was Big Daddy. Uh-huh. Once Big Daddy leaves, there's an anger that comes with that. And so, therefore, I am not going to be able to relate to this 
man with this tiny flaw. The reason him and his ex-wife is good friends, cause she don't miss nothing. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, Terrell. You know, it ain't hey, How you? <laughs> yeah, just uh, any, any name. You know, hey. Because uh, you, you can be that way. When you see somebody that was bringing it, mm-hmm. when you see somebody that was frying the bacon, mm-hmm. yeah. somebody that was in there making potato chips, mm-hmm. yeah. somebody that was pouring the water on the Rice Krispies, snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> when you see him and you know he with somebody else, there's mm-hmm. an anger. But if he ain't did nothing, you don't miss him. Hey, how you doing? I bring the kids over. They miss you. Go see all your right. daddy. Hold that thought, Steve. That's all he is, is your daddy. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 <laughs> minutes after the hour. Subject, my man has one tiny flaw. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. We got to go with a, a, a disclaimer on this one, though. Go ahead, Jay and Tommy, with your disclaimers. Tommy, you want to do it? Go ahead, Tommy, do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, get, get your ass out of here. Going to talk some grown folk talk. Close the damn door. Close it. Thank go you, Jay. all the way in the other room. All the way. Yeah. Turn the TV up loud. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Steve. Okay, what if they're in the car? There's a man. In fact, go sit your ass in the car. Go sit in the car. <laughs> the disclaimer. This lady been dating this man for about a year, and um, he says he'd love to have more children. His ex-wife, they're good friends, cause he he and she don't miss him. Uh, then he said, I want kids one day. Uh, you know, she said she wanted us to take things slow, get to each other, so they. Well, you know, they had sex after they'd been dating for four months, and it was horrible. He proudly got undressed. I was excited to see all of him for the first time. Well, let's just say I wasn't excited for long because I could barely see it. Now, right there, we have a problem. You could barely see it. (laughs) Unlike the late, great Bernie Mac, who had a joke that said, he pulled himself out one time, and the whole room got dark. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> this ain't the problem. But I kept an optimistic attitude and hoped that it would magically inflate and get the job done. I could tell he was trying to overcompensate for being so tiny. Now, let's talk about this line right here. I could tell he -hmm. was trying to overcompensate. What does a man have to do when you don't have enough tool to get the job done? I'm assuming, let me see, did he try to hypnotize you? (laughs) (laughs) Did he he pull a pocket watch out and go, you're getting sleepy. (laughs) It's getting bigger. Was he doing extra hollering? (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, I know. I'm bringing it. Girl, what you talking about? Woo! This all you ever wanted. Extra holly. Yeah. Did you... Hmm. Did you want to... While he was working with his little self, 
that at any point did he hand you a magnifying glass? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> did you notice on the side of the bed a little hourglass that's an egg timer? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm just man. trying to figure out what he did to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. And so now it leads me to wonder, what should you do? Now, your girlfriend say, now you tired, you've been faking it to this day, and you're tired of playing these games in the bedroom. I'm not satisfied, but he don't know it. Now, he's a great guy, but this is a deal breaker for me. Then she said, I'm not sure how his wife put up with it. She didn't. They got a divorce. Yeah. Yeah, see, you, you... They divorced. She didn't put up with it. She gone. And the reason she happy for him, because he was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. That's why they get along. And you probably meet her. She don't care. You got him good. <laughs> now, it's a couple of things. Uh-oh. What? Mm, no, probably not. Oh, you can't say that. Yeah. You censored um, yourself. Yeah, I just censored myself. You know it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was and, pretty and darn bad. Let me bad. ask something. When he was overcompensating, uh-huh. when y'all was making love, did did he keep saying, hold on, something about to happen. <laughs> Brace yourself. <laughs> Girl, look at him. You. I can't. And maybe the anticipation can hold you. I don't know. I don't know. So I just think that you are in a dilemma. It does seem like a deal breaker. I'm not sure how he was able to make kids with that little thing. Oh, that ain't got nothing to do with it. The little thing worked. It just don't work a lot. And so it's just, I I, I don't know what to tell you, lady. I'm kind of, but I, I think what you ought to do is, I think you're probably going to have to break up. Mm. Yeah, you're probably gonna have to break up because I don't know what you do because you're gonna you're gonna always want that and then you're gonna mess around, go somewhere and get it, Jeez. and then you're gonna be having an affair. And he nice, and he got one divorce. He, hey, but let me tell you something. Just go on leaving. He used to women leaving him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, every woman he'd had and left him. He know it's coming. He know you're gonna leave. He know. Post your comments on Every woman he had ever had that walked out of his life, and he know why. At Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Because you got a squirt gun, and we're down yeah. here, we're in Afghanistan. And please it's don't the, forget to check the out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. <laughs> Coming up at 46 after the hour, Whoopi Goldberg is out of the weed business. We'll talk wow. about that. I'll tell right you one other this. thing he did, too, to overcompensate. Can I tell you this one last thing? Yeah, what, Steve? <laughs> he put on 10 condoms. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, in case you're wondering, Whoopi Goldberg is out of the cannabis business four years after she and her business partner, Maya Elizabeth, started Whoopi and Maya. The two are pulling the plug on their uh, medical marijuana brand. While no one knows exactly what happened uh, between them, sources say it was a rift uh, between the ladies that caused the demise of the country of the uh, company. According to a board member, the High Times vet, Rick Cusick, uh, they were working hard to save the company, but when Whoopi pulled out... Um, 
everything went up in smoke. <laughs> Whoopi yeah. released a statement saying, it is with deep regret and sadness I am announcing that I have withdrawn as a board member, manager, and a member of Whoopi and Maya. I am very proud of what we have accomplished together and look forward to moving ahead with other projects in the market. Well, you want me to tell you, you get what mad? happened? Get yeah, I can tell you exactly what happened. What happened? It was uh Maya and Whoopi, right? Mm-hmm. Whoopi and Maya. Uh-huh. Maya stole something. <laughs> and and Whoopi sucker punched her ass. Haul off and stole on her ass. Uh-huh. Because what Whoopi did was she went wide legged, had them crocs on, and blasted her <laughs> dead in her damn forehead. <laughs> and knocked Maya ass out. And Maya was staggering back because she came up to the set at, uh, at uh, you know. The View. At The, the View. view. Uh-huh. And that was all The View whooping needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> view this heifer. Pop! So and sucker punched her ass and knocked Maya out. And, uh, mm. Well, thank you for clearing okay. that up, Steve. Yeah, I'm here for you, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. better to you. Any but clarity my, you yeah. need. But See, my I question know. is this. I have a question. My question mm. is, how mm. do people working at a weed place don't get along? Mm. Because how you get mad when you work at the weed factory? That's what the hell I need to figure out. Because you're so I've, mellow. I've been around weed, and you just, you ain't angry at no damn body. you just not. How? And if you is, you're going to forget that what the argument yeah, was you're about. you're going to forget what you're mad about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now, I disagree. Uh-huh. I done been around a lot of dudes smoke weed. If you smoke it all up before he get there. Uh-huh, you mad. You might be mad. Yeah, yeah. there's going to yeah, be a be damn mad, problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like to say that, hey, it's, I'm over with it. It's not going to do it anymore. Forget it, okay? <laughs> Sound like Whoopi. I know, <laughs> and she seems so non-violent and sweet. And Whoopi got enough uh, no, you, you seen that. the view? Whoopi, can Whoopi go, man. Goldberg is a really cool person, man. Oh yeah, yeah she I really bet is. she is. I'm thinking super cool. I love cool. her. I, I, she's one of my my sheroes for sure. Yes, mine too. Um, I love her. All right, well, coming up at the top of the hour, uh, we'll have some details on Steve Harvey's Sand and Soul Festival. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, you have a major announcement. I want to talk to y'all about something that I've been doing. I've been selling out experiences for over 30 years now. Stand-up tours, Showtime at the Apollo, hoodies, all that. Ain't nothing like getting together a bunch of people with one common goal to just sit somewhere and have a good time. And for the past three years... I've been doing this thing that's called the Sand and Soul Festival. And by and year after year, I mean, I've gotten 4,000 people to get their passports, plane tickets, and fly down to different places. We've been to Mexico. We've been to Punta Cana. We've been to the Moon Palace. But every year, the events get even better and better. Now, y'all have traveled with us a lot of years, some of y'all, and you've listened I've listened to everybody's feedbacks, whose performances you like, the parties you like to go to, uh, when you get too tired, ooh, we can't do no more. Well, we're kicking the weekend off with an all-white candlelight dinner under the stars with a live band. We're going to Punta Cana, everybody. We put all the information on the website. You can't miss it. It is going to be an exact. We are already halfway sold out. 
I have a special letter on there explaining all the circumstances of Punta Cana, which cleared it up, which made us feel perfectly comfortable with it. Sandy, going to be one of my favorite events. We're doing our own tournament with cash prizes. We're doing a domino and spades tournament and bid whist because we found out that's what y'all want to do. We're doing that. We're still doing the pool parties. We're doing Marjorie's pool party, the, the bar. We got the comedy show. Earthquake is headlining. We got everything. It's going to be hot. Sandy's soul is popping this year, and this year it will be simply on fire, simply put. I wouldn't want to miss it. Y'all, just go to Sandy's soul. Go to Steve Harvey's Sandy's soul and get all your information. It's all-inclusive, all your food, all your drinks, sand and soul. You can go to steveharveysandandsoul.com, or you can call us at 1-800-684-2825, 1-800-684-2825. It will be Labor Day weekend. Sand and soul is hot on fire in Punta Cana, all-inclusive. See you there. Yep, that's it. I'm going to so be that's there. It. I'll be down. Jay, Jay. No, nobody call me. I'm going to do it. Nobody call me. I'm, waiting. I'm, waiting. I'm not going to just show up. I'm See right there. That's what it is. I'm waiting. Nobody call me. Here. But you know, I love, I love the way he be hurt. Nobody call me. No one. No one. Well, you know, Jay, Jay, I didn't know if we could call. You know. It's been, yeah. You, I'm here. I'm. If you need me to go, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm here. Jay, ain't nobody call me either. Jay, I'm going. Though. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm go. just going. Ha- I'm just going to believe I'm going. I'm gonna just get my white, my white um hospital outfit and just show up in case something happens. I'll be, I'll be straight with my ass out and just. Walking. <laughs> I'll be there. Jay, you gonna come with a hospital gown on? Just in case something happens, you hey, know, I'm straight. Hey, man, I, I'm, I'm dressed for the incident. <laughs> Did you see that meme where that dude, that old black dude, had walked out the hospital with his house gown on with some white socks and his ass out? And the caption said, when uh-uh. you find out you left your phone at home. <laughs> yes. That's it, baby. Yes. Go butt to the house, dog. You're in the hospital. No, you got to go back he to the house. walking. Oh, <laughs> Coming uh-huh, up, yes, more ma'am. music and trending topics and some headlines at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so just in time for Valentine's Day, all you lovers out there, a Texas zoo is allowing jilted Valentine's Day revelers to name a cockroach or a rat after their ex. <laughs> what? What? And then... <laughs> See it fed to a larger animal. <laughs> oh, give me give me an infestation. <laughs> this this is happening at the San Antonio Zoo. It's called Cry Me a Cockroach. Uh this is an event that allows visitors uh to go to the zoo website to pay to pay five dollars to name a cockroach after their ex or twenty-five dollars. To, for a rat, okay? Uh, the roaches will be fed to various animals while the rats will be fed to snakes. The feeding will be live-streamed online so purchasers can witness the demise of their named animals. Guess wow. Peter ain't got nothing to do with that, huh? Okay. <laughs> not, with, 
J Lo uh, draws about some doggone feathers on the damn thing, but right. you buying rats, naming them after people, feeding them the snakes. I'm pretty sure, Peter, them poor rats. Well, that's what snakes eat. Mm. Yeah, name them after your ex. <laughs> wow. You mean infestation of Lisa's? Uh, of Lisa's. Uh, did you say I, a name? He did. He yeah. Did. Did you just, but would you pay five dollars for the for the roach? Got a right? whole paycheck. Watch these roaches die. Over twenty five dollars for over. a rat. Five Your life, roach name Junior. And that. Look at me now, Lisa. <laughs> All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up and some trending news at 33 minutes after the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, Erica Badu uh, is going to release a perfume or incense, incense products that smell like her lady parts, okay? Uh, it's been rumored that Erica's lady parts have uh, superpower and they have uh, it has changed men's lives. So J. Anthony Brown is here. With Wait a, a minute. Few... Hold up. Wait. I just pulled the story up. Uh-huh. Are you uh-huh. serious? Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Yeah. She yeah. has a perfume yeah. that's going to smell like her vagina? Mm-hmm. Yes. So who going to put that on them? Who gonna All put... up on your neck. Who wearing that? Whoever mm-hmm. buys it and wants How to you smell like How you going to explain her? that at the house? Ain't nobody you going home with that like on that? your neck. Yeah. Ain't nobody coming home like that. Mm-hmm. Who cookie is this here? What is the yeah. name of it? Ooh. It's Erica's. <laughs> Excuse me? So you you messing with Badu? <laughs> no, I'm not messing with her. This her, mm. this she on me. Mm. <laughs> what do you mean she's on you? Her. <laughs> Who been sitting on your shoulder, Steve? <laughs> I, she wasn't sitting on it. <laughs> It was just her scent. Oh. It's on me. Okay. So she ain't been nowhere near you, but her scent all over you. That's what you're saying. <laughs> eh? See, it's, it come in a bottle. What the bottle is, look like? What the bottle look like? Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's a fat bottle. They <laughs> <laughs> had no business putting this story in there. <laughs> But it's news. I mean, it's it's, it's actually coming out. Okay. It's actually, uh, and I'm, yeah, okay. and I'm holding my breath. You better hold it. The oh, Lord. Well, let me ask you a question, though. I never t- told Is you it going to be this. seven days out the month that you shouldn't wear it? <laughs> okay. okay. Enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let me that ask you another question. Is it any men that's working at the factory that's making it? Because you ain't going to be, you can't go home smelling like work. What is that on you, baby? That's work. I've been putting in work. That's all that's on me is work. What do you, what somebody say to you, girl? Girl, what is that perfume you wearing? That ain't perfume. That's me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you need to do something with that. <sighs> All right, coming up, our last break of the day, and some closing remarks from it's the one the and last only. Last break of the 
day. Yes, <laughs> From the one and only Steve Harvey. I just do it when he's here or not here now. At 49 minutes after the hour. Thank you, sir. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. It's been a good Friday. Wow. We talked about a lot today. It was a busy morning, yeah, huh? Quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I need a nap. It's too much. Erica Badu was a lot right there. She's got that new perfume coming out. Smells like her. Snooping them. It's too much. I don't even want no cologne to smell like me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm a a pretty clean dude. You know, I, I I do really. Take the measures to keep myself groomed. You know, I'm yeah, not. I don't do. like letting. Yeah, me, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I guess I have mistakes here and there. Everybody do, but I, I don't. Nothing about me until I put on my favorite cologne. I, you know, mm-hmm. or my damn deodorant. I don't really want to just <laughs> smell like me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah. I wanna. I want. I wanna talk about something in my closing remarks today. Uh, you know, the Gail King interview is everywhere. It's on the on the lips of everybody. And um, when I first heard it, I, w- I was a bit surprised because I know Gail King personally. We're not friends or anything. It's just I know her. You know, we've talked many times. You know, we've done shows together. We've talked at events and we've talked at parties and we've had a couple of phone conversations. And I've always known Gail King to be a very, very kind person, very, very warm person. And uh, when I first heard it, I, I was I was surprised to say the least. And after hearing her explanation of how she was upset at CBS for putting that particular clip out because she was starting to get calls from friends and going, what are you saying? Why did you say that? What are you talking about? What did you do? And it kind of overshadowed the rest of her interview is what she's saying. And she says it was taken out of context. I guess it was taken out of context if you look at the totality of the interview, which could have been a, a very, very positive thing. That was just one negative moment. But it was a it was a moment that, w- that was hard to listen to, even in admissions by her. And I think that she knows that it was done and the way it came out, came out really horrible for her. And I know the popular thing to do right now is to get on the bandwagon and talk about how wrong she was. And I'm definitely not trying to open up a can of worms on myself by making this statement in any way. I don't want you to misunderstand. But I have made so many mistakes. I've said so many things that I felt was taken out of context or taken the wrong way or people didn't get to hear the whole side of it. And I've had my share of getting bashed and beat up. But I think what's happening to her is a lot. It's it's an awful lot. And uh, just her being a woman I, I, I just kind of feel some kind of way about it because I don't like to see anybody getting beat up so bad 
But I really don't like to see women get beat up like this because it's almost like, you know, we, we kind of taking advantage of the situation. I'm not defending what she said at all because I have my own problems with what was said and the timing of it. And I felt the insensitivity, insensitivity of it. And I'm sure she does in hindsight. But the fact remains that it's out there. But I don't. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing the same thing that everybody's claiming that she's doing. Because one thing uh, Snoop said that I did agree with: we the worst. We are the worst towards one another, and we take social media as an opportunity to berate and bring down each other so fast. It is amazing how we cheer for somebody to get to the top. Then when they get there, there's a firing squad waiting on them, and it's the same people that was cheering, or the same people that had no comment, or just waiting till you get there to destroy you. And I do not understand that about us, but then again, I do understand that about us. Because the sad thing about us is, not all of us, but we never got over the hatred that was perpetrated to us, and we never got over the way they separated us. They sep- they've been separating us from the beginning of time. They were separating us in the slave quarters. They separated us on the slave ships. When we got here, they separated so you couldn't speak the same language. They sent you to a different plantation. They've been separating us as families like we had no feelings and everything. The system has been separating us, and we've picked up those same habits. And so now we've been hated so much and separated so much that we are experts at hating and separating ourselves at times. So I agree with Snoop and I agree with all those that say we the worst and we got to stop taking each other out. But we also got to make sure that we don't take her out the same way that we claim she was taking Kobe out. We got to be conscious of that because y'all, at the end of the day, I'm old enough to realize this. Two wrongs don't make a right. It just don't. And at one point in time, we got to let her go from this. And we got to let her grow from this. There is definitely a lesson in this for her. But there is also a lesson in it for us all. Those are my closing remarks. That's yeah, it for me today. All right. Yeah. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 